I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today, Serge Tomei, Managing Director, EMEA of Finastra, and Gary McDermott, Treasurer at the Cooperative Bank. And what we're talking about is the bank's move to the cloud for its treasury infrastructure with the help of Finastra. So, Serge, if I can start with you, what are the benefits of migrating to the cloud? Spell out what this offers and why the bank is going to benefit. We've seen a lot of interest in digital transformation. And this is where we see CEOs of banks going towards cloudification, moving their infrastructure towards the cloud. And mainly why they do that? Cost efficiency. So they reduce their cost because of the infrastructure that is now completely hosted on the cloud, managed by an expert in financial services and technology provider. And at the same time, it gives them operational efficiencies. So in terms of digitizing and automating the processes, cloudification is the way forward for all the banks. You will see as well certain banks that do that in order to keep up with the latest technology. So currently, traditional banks, they have to upgrade their infrastructure, upgrade the software every now and then to the latest version of that software in order to keep up with securities and regulations. When you move to the cloud, that's taken care of by the provider, by the vendor that is managing your solution on the cloud. These are mainly the drivers, I would say, if I want to keep it short. Let me turn to you then, Gary. You're the bank, you're, or you're the banker. How is the migration to the cloud going to change the way you manage your operations and what benefits are you hoping that it will bring? Well, our core treasury platform, Rob, has not been upgraded for over a decade for one reason or another, given wider challenges afflicting the bank. So we're currently sitting with a piece of software to manage treasury, which is out of date, coming to an out-of-support situation in terms of the hardware it sits on. So heading into this this year in terms of transformation, it really was a, a must-do in terms of making it fit for purpose. And some of the points Sir's mentioned, it's about making sure that those maintenance costs going forward are under control, but also there's a commitment there to, to, to the longevity for the platform rather than coming back to the bank to do a load of IT upgrade and maintenance work itself at periods of time when it may not have the resources or bandwidth to do so. So the benefits are, A, it's more nimble, B, in terms of the regulatory requirements that, that do change and the cost to upgrade can be significant when those come along, it being in the cloud makes it much more swift and easy to implement than, than the bank doing it itself, if that makes sense. And then C, we like to think by, by making sure on the very latest software version in the cloud, you gain those real-time operational benefits from the end-to-end management of treasury from the front through to the back office. I suppose the, the key benefit in what you're describing is the ability to have a continuous upgrade without having to go through a huge big bang process once every 10 years, once every 15 years or whatever. So yep. you're not ripping down, tearing apart. It's an incremental change if you're using a cloud-based service. Exactly, Robin. Yeah, I'd see it like being on an iOS service on your, on your iPhone where <laughs> once a year or once every other year, it's a simple upgrade in the cloud driven by the provider rather than a load of work internally with our own IT function to deliver that upgrade. 
That's in very simple terms, that's the benefit. But you are also, and and I don't mean to upset Serge putting it this way, you are also tying yourself to a provider. And from the bank's perspective, you've also got to be sure that there are no concerns with that provider. That's true. I mean, but what we're doing in this project specifically, Robin, is we're trying to divorce the kind of treasury payments architecture from the, the broader kind of retail and SME payments infrastructure within the bank, which in those is provided by financial also. But we are going to route treasury payments direct to the payment engine. So there is an ability, if we didn't want to change course in two, five, ten years' time, we can go a different direction away from Finastra. I don't think that's the intent, but we do have that flexibility and we restructured it that way. But you're right, short short run at least, we are relying on on that third party being able to provide a quality of upgrade service that we'd anticipate at the start. And you've obviously decided that Finastra are more than capable of doing this. So let me come back yep. again to you, Serge. What do you see as the significance or the importance of banks partnering with tech firms and or fintechs to manage their infrastructure? So a couple of points I would mention. One is domain expertise. So you need to have a vendor that you tie up with that is specialized in treasury solutions, in managing treasury operations and infrastructure over the cloud. So that's super important. They should know what they're doing. They should have done it before and they've been doing it for so many years. And this is the case for Finastro. On top of that, you need to have someone that can open up the infrastructure for you in order for you to benefit from different players in the market. And this is what we call open platform. And this is exactly what Finastra has been investing in for the past five years now and created an open platform for its clients like Coop and for other clients that will enable them to consume different APIs from different players in the market and benefit from that. So basically you're tying up with a vendor, but you're not really limited to the capabilities of that vendor in terms of technology. You can also consume other technologies provided by different players in the market, could be startups or fintechs or uh, system integrators. And that's the beauty of the, the, what the platform of Finastra, what Finastra is providing to Coop. So you can leverage, you can consume, and you can utilize the ecosystem that Finastra opens up for you. Talking about the ecosystem there, the fintechs you're talking about, the startups you're talking about, these are all businesses that have been vetted by you that you're happy to allow to plug into the system and the service that you're offering. So they have to clear that hurdle so that gives aid and comfort and confidence to the institution, in this instance, the cooperative bank, to be able to consume them with confidence. Absolutely. Gary, the cooperative bank in the UK has a reputation and stakes its claim to be significantly different from other financial institutions because of its ethical stance. Is that continuing, Gary? Is that something that the co-op is always going to be clear on? And what does that mean for the bank? Absolutely, Robin. Yeah. So as you mentioned, we've been, we'd like to think we've been a pioneer for ethical banking before it became in vogue. So we've been net carbon neutral since 2007. We've been pioneering particular social and ethical causes since since the early 90s. So it's not a 
it's not a choice now. I guess it's in the DNA. It's part of the articles association that we maintain that values and ethics like business model. So on the supplier side, Robin, go through quite a heavy duty ethical screening and at the inception of any third party procurement, including this, um, you know, treasury system transformation project. So we have to be sure there are no red flags from the third party in respect to their tax practices, uh, business processes, third party relationships that would be detrimental to that brand and, and ESG image effectively. So in short, yes, it's, it's here to stay. That is the key part of why we think customers continue to work with co-op in, in 2022. Well, let's just underline that then. How does working with Finastra align with your focus on environmental, social and governance factors and keep them at the heart of your strategy? What does the system that you signed up for, that you are going to be employing, do that helps you maintain that stance? Yeah, so in the, in the Treasury operation, Rob, it's pretty vanilla what we do. So we're still an only bank. In the Treasury team, we look after the, the HPLA portfolio, or in simple terms, the securities portfolio. So anything that's not cash is in highly liquid government bonds or super financial investments or covered bonds, uh, prime securitization deals, etc. And we have a requirement on mandate that a certain threshold meets an ESG score provided by sustainability or an SCI of, of a certain level. So in very simple terms, I guess, we, we need to ensure the requirements that the core data output from the Condor solution gives us enough data to determine that that threshold is, is under management, under control, if that makes sense. We, we, we think over the coming years, we'll increase the ratchet requirement where those, that threshold tips to even greater evidence to the market that we're taking this thing seriously, which is where we get to in, in the medium term. And Serge, Finastra obviously has got to align itself, specifically in this instance, with the values and the requirements of the bank. What are you doing to maintain this stance? Finastra is focusing on several uh, ESG components or initiatives. And one of them is definitely whatever uh, what Gary mentioned in terms of carbon neutrality. So we are aiming to be carbon neutral by 2030. And this is uh, a priority for all Finastra leadership and employees. We're also investing in financial inclusion. And this comes with the technology that we provide the ease of use of our technology and the accessibility of this technology so that everyone has uh, access to such functions and features. And at the same time, we enable the youth to benefit from such a technology. So we're focusing on the universities and the schools to make sure that we raise awareness on how to use Finastra's technology. Uh, In terms of Condor and treasury management, the cloudification is part of that. We want to have a small footprint when it comes to hardware and energy consumption. And we want to consolidate how we provide this technology to multiple players in the market from a single cloud infrastructure instead of you know replicating it in-house deployed for every single cloud. Well, one thing we can say specifically about going to the cloud as a solution is that implementation should be way faster absolutely, and way simpler. Correct. What's the kind of interface that you're presenting to people with Fusion Condor? How easy is it to use? How much training would banks need to undertake, do their employees need to undertake, to be able to get on with their job? Because 
Their job is not to be a technologist. That's your job. Their job is to be a banker. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what we're focusing on with the transition into cloud. This helps, of course, the computing power. And this is uh, at the core of the business of, uh, of any treasurer. They want data to be processed faster. They want to have access to data in a quick way. And they want to be on the latest version that is available in the market immediately. So time to market is super important for them. If they need a feature and function, they don't want to build it. They want someone to provide it to them as soon as possible. And this is what Finastra is doing now with the transition into cloud, with the open API infrastructure that we have built. We're leaving the treasurers and the banks to worry about banking, and we take care of the technology. APIs have been transforming the banking industry, and we've seen that uh, in, in many uh, news and articles in the market. Uh, and I believe there's much more to be done. And this is how Finastra is gearing towards and investing in. So it becomes easier and more accessible for employee bank employees. Final word for you on that score then, Gary. Is it easier and more accessible for your employees? Are you seeing benefits already? Or are they coming down the, the, the path? They'll come down the path, I think, Robin, in terms of the Condor upgrade. I mean, look, we've been using Condor, the base package, for what, probably 15, 20 years. So we're quite familiar in terms of front office and back office to how it works. But given we've not invested end-to-end within Treasury for, as I said at the outset, a significant period of time, there are certain breaks in the system where you need a supervisory control layer or real-time accounting that we currently don't enjoy that the new upgraded software will will deliver. So I think, look, from an ease of use perspective, I think it's pretty intuitive and, and straightforward. As I said, we're not, we're not sophisticated, so we're not doing the most exotic trading instrument or trading investments out there. So it's pretty basic, but um, in terms of usability, what I've seen in the demos and what I know to be the case on Condor, the existing version, version that we use, it's pretty straightforward. Thank you very much to Serge Tomei, Managing Director, EMEA for Finastra, and Gary McDermott, Treasurer of the Cooperative Bank, and wish you well with your implementation of Fusion Condor on the cloud.